Hello and welcome to Broken Glorious. I'm Chris Lapman. I'm delighted to be joined on the line by the ultimate sacrifice champion, Kyle Kingsley. How are you doing, Kyle? Uh, I'm all right, thanks. Uh, nice to meet you. I'll speak to you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Huge yeah. thanks for coming on to the show. I've had, wanted to have you on for a while. So. It's awesome, man. No problem. So during my research, I found that you really started life as an American footballer. How did you get into that in the UK? Um, so when I was at university... Well, actually, I'll start from the beginning. Um, when I was like going through school and college, I used to play rugby, like rugby union. Yeah. So I yes. played that for years. Um, and then I got to um, Nottingham Trent University. Um, while I was doing my degree, I was just like, do you know what? I fancy trying something different. Um, ah, where American football, I'd done like a taster session at my college with some guys who were come in from the university. So I went down and was just like, do you know what? I'm going to give it a go. Um, I tried American football. I tried lacrosse and decided that I was going to play American football. So is there plenty of teams around the UK to play and stuff? Um, University level is quite like good in this country. Like the universe, like there's a lot of universities in this country with an American football team. Ah, So yeah, it turns, um, it's quite good and quite competitive. Um, we were plate champions one of the seasons I was at um, Trent Uni. Mm. Um, and then the other season we got into the playoffs. But yeah, it's all it's all quite competitive and it's actually a lot bigger than people realise in this country. Ah, right. As I have tried, I've tried to watch American football once and it was just mm. too long. Tried to watch the Super Bowl about ten years ago. Yeah, the Super Bowl is the Super Bowl does <laughs> drag. Unless you're out with a load of mates having like a good like a party or something, mm. it just it does drag so much. But it was me and my mates sitting there drinking, but it was still like I didn't know. Yeah. I don't really know the rules. And... I personally, I prefer college football. Mm. If I'm going to watch American football, like I'd rather watch college level. Um, I haven't had a chance to watch the XFL yet, so I'm not sure. I've, that, I've, I've heard thinking. all right things about it. I've, I've heard that the NFL are thinking of taking some of the rules they've introduced and stuff, and, and, oh. the, and football fans are saying it's a decent level. So, wow. I've, heard, so I've, heard, I've heard decent things about it. So, yeah. I know, like, there's a few guys on the wrestling scene who do watch it and keep track of it and stuff mm. like. I see Warren Banks' Twitter kind of pop up with the occasional post about it and stuff. So uh, it must be attracting some attention from some people. Um, I'd like to watch a couple of games at some point. It's just finding the time. Yeah. <laughs> so what prompted you to don the tights again to the ring then? Wrestling's kind of... It's been part of my life since before I can really remember. Mm-hmm. Like, my dad's a massive wrestling fan. My mum's a big wrestling fan. My granddad's into wrestling. My grandma watches it because everyone else does. Yeah, <laughs> like um, it's just kind of something that's always been like a con- like a consistent thing in my life is that I watch wrestling with my family. Um, so, especially my dad, like me and my dad, kind of our father our father son time has always been like well, we watch wrestling, um, and then we kind of found well we used to go to the butlins kind of holiday camp shows um and watch those and i kind of yeah. saw 
I saw that there was the all-star training school in Liverpool and it was always a case of like, uh, at the time I was still a teenager living at home. My parents couldn't drive or nothing. It was like, it was, that's a bit far away, but it was something I always looked at and was like, I'd love to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, we found out about um, Southside in Nottingham and went down to a few of their shows got talking to some guys and actually found out that there was a house of pain wrestling school in Nottingham. And I just messaged my mate who I used to play rugby with in college. Um, big Sam Spencer. Yeah. Anybody's uh, heard of him or wants to check him out on social media. Um, I messaged him and was like, dude, should we give this a go? Sort of thing. And that was like about six years ago now. And some pretty big names have come out of hell. I thought it was like um, Gabriel Kidd and Kanji. Yeah. There's, there's some pretty. I mean, you got Joe Connors as NXT UK. Gabriel yeah. Kidd's New Japan now. Um, Kanji's doing really well on the scene everywhere. Um, those are kind of the ones that jump kind of initially. But then there's even guys. You look at your Danny Chasers, your LJ Herons, um, Diamond Dave Andrews. Oh wow! All these other guys are absolutely class uh lucas archer was another guy who's come from house of pain who's oh, done really well from himself yeah. um, yeah, i was actually watching the um, wcpw battle uh, royal rumble from 17 he was in that uh, yeah it's my, it's my four-year-old's favorite match because it's got two yeah. legueros in it it's got five oh, right. and el you, you think it's fair enough <laughs> i understand but yeah lucas archer and me actually debuted on the same day oh wow um, we both made our first ever matches on the exact same show. Cool. Um, I will, I'll ask you later about your, your first match. But, okay. uh, so did American he- football help you transition into the ring, or did you find that there was any transferable skills? Because there, there is like a long history of American footballers becoming yeah. wrestlers like Vader, Goldberg, early lad, Ron Simmons. So how do you find the tra- transition into the ring, and is there any transferable skills? Um, I think from playing rugby, American football, and doing all that sort of stuff, I've always been into sports and stuff, and that does make it easier with the athletic side of yes. wrestling and the physicality of wrestling. Because I used to play offensive line, which is the guy, the guy who kind of protects the quarterback who throws the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was used to like a constant impact on my body all the time. Um, which I think kind of hardens you a bit. Yeah. And so, like, the bumps in the ring and stuff like that, my body's already used to quite high-impact stuff. Um, yeah. I think that sort of thing helps. And then just generally the strength and that sort of stuff will obviously be transferable. Um, the kind of... With American football, there's that kind of explosive power that you need to have off the play, which I think helps with certain things in wrestling. But if I'm honest with you, playing offensive line and um, back when I first started wrestling, you probably yeah. wouldn't look at me and think like, oh yeah, he's in great shape. Because the position I was playing, I was literally, the whole point was just to be a brick wall. So I was just as big as I could be. Um, <laughs> there's, there's literally a picture of me um, where just before I started wrestling and you probably wouldn't even recognize me because I'm just that overweight and oh wow from from just kind of being like, oh right, well, 
if I'm going to play this position, I've got to be as big as I can because I've got like what is possibly up to like a 20 stone guy just bombing it down my throat. Oh, wow. So <laughs> I was just like packing on the weight and all this sort of thing. So uh, that bit was a bit of a learning curve again, was going back to having to be more mobile. Yeah. But from rugby, I kind of already had that kind of mentality, I guess. Yeah, I miss playing rugby. When I played rugby, I had a six pack. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. And, uh, I've never had a. I've never had a six pack, but um, it's always left me with quite a strong, like through rugby, American football, and everything's always left me quite strong, kind of lower body wise. Because I used to play. Yeah. Um, I used to play like second row or um, stuff like that. So it's always kind of left me with quite a lot of strength in my legs. So I think that kind yeah. of helps when I'm like lifting people and all that sort of stuff sometimes is uh, it's appreciated, I think. Yeah, I think I was just training twice a week and having two games a week. Came from that to do nothing. So. Uh, <laughs> so, oh. <laughs> right, so can I have a guess of your, your favourite wrestler going up based on the few matches I've seen for you? I'm going to go with Roderick Strong. Um, He is somebody that I do watch quite yes, a lot yeah. of and I do enjoy his work um, my favourite like when you say favourite wrestler growing up I only really got introduced to Roddy probably about seven years ago oh, um, at that point I'd have been 19 so <laughs> I'd say kind of he was more towards the back end of before us just before I started wrestling I kind of I saw a match um well, I saw a few matches of him over in the States, started watching like PWG and stuff like that. And then I actually saw him wrestle Matrina Sticks at Southside once. Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah, he's definitely got a flair in there um, as far as like what I like and what I thought was quite cool um, as I was building what I'm doing. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of more of one of my more modern influences, if you will. Yeah, so who was actually your favourite wrestler growing up? Uh, my, uh, I kind of have two that I always kind of bounce between, and it's always Eddie or Edge. Um, yes, I was a huge fan of Edge. So. Yeah, my dad has always been like a mega Edge fan. Um, I always kind of lent a little bit more towards Eddie, but mm. then kind of as I grew up a bit more, it became more like Edge and appreciating like what he was doing like especially in his feud with Cena and stuff like that he kind of um grew on me more as I matured mm-hmm. if you know what I mean um yes yeah. those two guys are kind of and then when I started watching TNA kind of Doug Williams is a massive influence and a massive kind of person that I've looked up to and had a fortunate enough chance to train with him once and yeah, I've heard he's coming. He's coming out of retirement for that uh, our uh, Ring of Honor Pure Title tournament. Which I feel like, if you were going to pull somebody out of retirement to get involved in, I don't think you can yeah. get much of a more kind of a better person to pull out of retirement for it. At yeah, this definitely <laughs> suits him to a T. Cool. So, did you pop when Edge returned at the Rumble? Then? So. Oh yeah, like my whole house popped when Edge returned at the room. <laughs> like 
everybody was going nuts. <laughs> like, I, was, I, was just, I was just so surprised he came in so early. I was expecting him to come in number 29, hit a couple of spears, throw maybe one or two people out, and that's it. Well, coming in at number 21 or 20, whatever it was, it's giving it a good 20 minutes. I was, I was surprised at that. But I loved it. Well, you've got to prove that you can uh, still kind of hang around, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, so I it's think it's, kind of... it's match against. Autos are going to be immense at Mania, I think. Don't, Thank you. Don't usually be... look forward to the Randy Orton matches. But... As far as storytelling goes, I don't think you're going to find much better at the moment. Like, the story that they're going with and the way they're kind of developing, almost taking Orton back to his old character um, and all this sort of stuff. Like, it's just such a nicely intricate story they're telling. Yeah, um, I like. I, yeah, him him thinking he's doing the right thing. It's, it's yeah. the best villain, isn't it? <laughs> he's in his head, he's doing the right thing. Exactly. Yeah, but you're killing half the galaxies. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, it's <laughs> like you see his point, and you kind of see where he's going with it, and you're like, well, he kind of, he kind of, I can see why he thinks that, but yeah. <laughs> still in the wrong. Like, <laughs> Oh, so was there a wrestler you wanted to like mold your style around when you started training? When I first started training, I yep. was just I was so focused on like the British kind of technical style because I, at the time I was like massively into watching Doug. Yeah, uh, and I was just, if I'm honest with you, I was like, I just want to be a wrestler. Uh, like a grappling wrestler. I love Doug, I love Zack Sabre, like stuff like that at the time. I was just like, that was all I was interested in. Yeah. It was just <laughs> that kind of intricate technical style, which is a far like remove from what I've kind of become, if I'm honest. Yeah, it's just king of the backbreaking artist. <laughs> yeah. I try to... Uh, I'm trying to mix it up a little bit on the uh, yeah. back breaker front because, if I'm honest, it's starting to wear and tear me a little bit. But yeah, well, must do your knees and. <laughs> um, yeah, it's the um, planting leg. The yeah. the knee yeah. and the hip sometimes are a bit tender. That's, oh, that sounds horrible. <laughs> All right, so yeah. take us back to your first match. And um, what do you remember about it in hindsight? What was your opinion about it? Do you, did you, do you enjoy going back and watching it? Um, I mean, I don't have the footage of it, um, which is annoying, but I do remember like quite a lot about it because obviously it was like my first one. It was against the guy called Dante Durden, who was also debuting. Yeah. Because we kind of had like a big, at House of Pain, he just like big um, debut days. So we'll have like loads of guys debut on the same day. And we'll all kind oh, wow. of. Interesting. Come, yeah, we'll have all come through and trained with each other for most of our training and stuff like that. So we're all used to each other and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. However, in my case, that led to me and my opponent doing seven minutes of technical wrestling and yeah. then proceeding to try and have like a, I don't know, like the rest of the match, I guess, when realistically we could have just finished where we finished. <laughs> uh, we went into like... We've done all this really cool technical stuff, and like it was quite, it was really good up to that point. And then we decided to turn it into like, oh, we're just going to do strong style now randomly. 
Like, oh. <laughs> it was just the most random track. Like, I think back to it and I'm like, I took a bump on the floor. Um, and we were like kicking the daylights out of each other. But it was like, realistically, we just did far more than we needed to do. And the crowd were actually really into like the technical wrestling that we'd done because both of us had trained so long together doing that style because that was what we were both into. Mm. Um, so we kind of got it to a point where it was decent. But yeah, it was one of those where I look back on it now and I go, probably should have just called it at the end of that. Like, <laughs> but in hindsight, like when you're excited, it's your first match and you're like, oh my God, and you just want to do everything. Like, it's like, yeah, let's, let's just, yeah, we'll get everything we've done in training in. Yeah. Uh, she's not a good idea. I never advise it. Uh, no. <laughs> but yeah, it was good fun. I do look back at it kind of quite fondly, but I am aware that it was awful. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, this is Matt Davis and you're listening to Broken Book Glorious. Yeah, so how did you come up with the Kyle Kingsley character? He's it, kind of evolved over time, if mm. I'm honest. Like, and it's still evolving now, so I wouldn't necessarily say that there is a Kyle Kingsley kind of finished product character right now. Because um, I'm still learning, I'm still evolving, I'm still kind of trying to develop. Yeah. Um, so I've kind of, I've hit this point where I'm the breaker um, which has come from being the bees knees of breaking backs and trying to be this kind of fun loving kind of um, a character that was kind of roughly based around Goku from Dragon Ball Z really was like I'm having having a bit of a fun laugh do loads of backbreakers but it's like it's all a bit of a joke and then all of a sudden things get serious and I go Super Saiyan and start battering people sort of thing like Oh, you wow. fire up. And like, <laughs> yeah. It's just like, it's that simple. It's kind of like, I come out like big smile and kind of having a laugh with everyone. And then, all oh, right, things are serious now. Headbutts, backbreakers, and got a killing spree sort of thing. Um, but then it kind of, over time, slowly evolved. A lot of places have started kind of using more and more as a heel now. Um, so I've gone into this kind of more serious character, especially after... I had a few different conversations, like one conversation where I told someone my moniker was the bee's knees of breaking backs and they literally, they pulled a face that made it look like I'd, um, like I'd urinated on their presence at Christmas. Oh, wow. Let's put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> um, they looked at me in disgust and was kind of like, that's horrible. Um, but in a few stronger words. And then, like, other conversations talking about trying to bring influences from outside of wrestling into wrestling a bit more. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm kind of... That's where I'm going at the moment with, like, the Warhammer that I have now and the kind of fancy jacket and all that sort of thing with the look and taking it more to kind of metallics and um, adding different layers of armor eventually and stuff like that. Because at heart, I'm actually a bit of a nerd. <laughs> um, <laughs> and kind of, I'm really into like World of Warcraft and Final Fantasy and all that sort of thing. So um, I'm slowly but surely kind of trying to bring that influence a bit more. Could you slowly be 
like introducing face paint and stuff like that, or is that, um, like, the I, currently wear, I currently wear eye black, um, yeah. which to go back to the American football thing, basically, I currently put eye black on before my matches, which is the little black lines that American footballers often wear underneath their eyes. Mm. I don't know if you'll have ever seen it. Or yes, no that's I mean at all. Um, but me and um, Roy Johnson both use it, um, which was fun when we had a match with each other the other week, um, catching up and talking about that sort of stuff. But um, yes, yeah, so he, start, he started as American footballer as well, didn't he? Yeah, he was a defensive linesman. Yeah, just it was fun when we realised and we were wrestling each other. And I'm an offensive line, well, an ex-offensive linesman. He's an ex-defensive mm-hmm. linesman because we would have lined up against each other if we had <laughs> played each other in a match. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the eye black's a bit of a nod to the American football past. Um, the breaker is kind of playing on the fact that I'm oh, kind of my main go-to thing is the backbreakers and. All that sort of stuff. Um, and then, yeah, I'm kind of bringing in kind of more armor and stuff like that to play on that kind of fantasy role playing games and stuff like that. So I, w- I watched your, uh, your Lego Walker, um, War- Warcraft match you had against Nick Cave. Not Nick Cave, Catch Jack Cave. Jack Cave. <laughs> the, yeah, the Lego Warfare. Oh, God. That looked that looked beautiful. Brutal. So is that are you excited to kind of explore the more hardcore side of the sports? Um, I enjoy doing hardcore. Yeah, but at the same time, I am also very conscious that I've never taken a bump on thumbtacks, or I've never done like barbed wire or glass and stuff like that, because that stuff legitimately like scares me. Yeah, like. like I'm pretty ridiculous with the stuff that I can, like, I will throw in a match. Like, I wrestled CJ Carter uh, the other day, and we do, like, Poison Ranas and all this kind of stuff. And, like, I'm perfectly fine taking that. Um, I take a, I do a bump where I land on the side of a chair. So, like, I open a chair out, put it on its side. I think mm. that's actually in that Lego Warfare. It is, it is yeah. And, it's like, horrible. yeah, I get kind of bump <laughs> to the side of the chair. Um, so like I do have done like some crazy stuff, like Lego bumps is like something I don't even, I don't like bat an eyelid at anymore sort of thing. I've asked a couple of wrestlers and they've said they prefer to land on pins than Lego. I don't know. I think it's just, I think it's a mental kind of thing for me of like, pins will actually stab me. (laughs) (laughs) So what I do enjoy hardcore I don't think I have any plans to go to the level that a lot of Brit rest hardcore scene is no, with like, no. the death matches and all that sort of thing. Like oh, no, they come out with some messes. Yeah. Um, like I see, I follow like Mikey Whiplash on social media cause he's a guy I've watched since I used to go to the Butlins like shows. Um, and some of the kind of how badly cut up, like his back ends up and like all this sort of thing. I'm like, that can't be fun no. at all. But yeah, I don't think I'm. I don't think I'll be going to that deathmatch level. Um, I'm fine if you if people want to put me in like a, if people want to put me in street fights or ladder matches or like 
I'm fine with all that sort of thing. Table bumps, like I won't even bat an eyelid at all that sort of stuff. But the minute you start mentioning, oh, there's something sharp in this match, I'm going to cringe, cry like a little <laughs> like child. <laughs> I'm just like, Ooh. I, I hate I hate being stabbed or anything. I've got a blood test on Friday and dreading it as well. So, 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 so how does your how, how does your day job? Um, oh, the the how to word it. So do do you have like rules like you don't like to punch me in the face because I've got a case of work? <laughs> I if I'm deadly honest with you, I was yeah. at work today on one of them. And one of my students actually turned around to me and was like, "Sir, you got a black eye." Oh. <laughs> I'd not even realised. Like, I've got this bruise on, like, just to the left of my left eye. Yeah. Um, I'd not realised. I think. Well, mother off had mentioned something about it yesterday. What they literally, I turned up today and they were like, "Yeah, what's going on with your face?" Um, <laughs> it's kind of one of those things. Um. There's a lot of staff that will do like different sports, and sometimes you're going to get like knocks and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it's just kind of shrugged at. Like, don't come in looking like a complete mess. Yeah, yeah I can see they're not minding the odd bruise on your face, where they can't, I don't see yeah, them, like, like slashed the, your hands or slashed up and stuff from a yeah, don't, death don't man's come in, Yeah, don't come into work like <laughs> looking like Abdullah the Butcher. You'll be fine. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's it's kind of just you got to keep it within reason. Like it's you still got to look roughly professional at the end of the day. But there's no matter what hobbies like people have, like there's always the opportunity. Like if a, if somebody plays rugby on a weekend, they could turn up with a black eye, and you can't really legislate for that. You just kind of go, well, it is what it is. Some of the kids will end up coming into school with black eyes or bruises everywhere and stuff like that because they play mm. sports on the weekend. And it's just looked at it kind of that way, if I'm honest. Yeah. I mean, when I played rugby, I was in the A&E every other, mm. at least once a month, having an x-ray on some parts of my body. Yeah, just, <laughs> just monthly check-up. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, but you've got kind of body answered this question, I was going to ask if, if your opponent went under the ring and brought out a bag, would you prefer it to be pins or Legos? <laughs> yeah, definitely preferring Lego. Yeah. If I'm honest with you, let's go gummy bears. I'd rather do that. Um, oh, who, yeah, somebody yeah. did have a... So the young Bucks had a gummy bear baby, jelly baby match. I know there was one time in PWG where I think Jerry Ryan did a match where he used hard candies, like, Ooh. instead. And I was like, that sounds horrible. But I think another PWG one is the Young Bucks swap a bag at one point. Or in yeah. one of the Young Bucks matches, the bag gets swapped and it turns out to be gummy bears. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. oh, right, okay. <laughs> yes. Vaguely yeah, remember um, <laughs> Actually, now I think about it, I've actually done that in a match before. Where we've swapped the bag and it's ended up being gummy bears. Yeah. <laughs> um, but hey, it's a bit of a laugh sometimes. Yeah. Uh, so, so, do you prefer to do like family shows or is it more more mature shows? I think it's kind of finding a balance. Hmm. Um, sometimes the family shows are. It's nice to have them kind of there because. Oh, 
it's one of those where it's kind of a different style. Mm. So it's nice to do both because you get to explore more different thought processes. Like what gets over on like, say if you're at good wrestling or if you're at, um, I'm trying to think of like, if I'm doing like a hope Mansfield show or stuff like that, where it's kind of a more mature audience. Yeah. Um, stuff that gets over on those kinds of shows can be very, very different to a Sunday afternoon um, has a pain show or that sort of thing where, or like a camp show and stuff like that. The sorts of things that will get a bigger reaction are very different sometimes because if you're doing more mature shows, you tend to have more fans who are on the level of fandom of wrestling that you are or what have you. So they're watching hours and hours of it. Yeah. So it takes a like you have to do stuff a bit more intricate and a bit more like you can't just like in a kind of family friendly audience, some like with a lot of casual fans, uh, a lot of them it's like they don't really see wrestling very much. So a lot of no. the kind of you get away with a lot more kind of with the basics and because if you go too intricate, they tend to lose you a bit because they're kind of like, I don't really understand what's happened here. Um, so you have to be a bit more kind of broad stroked, whereas on like a on a more mature audience where you're in front of like wrestling fans, if you will, um, you can kind of get a finer tip brush out. Yes, yeah. Um, which I enjoy both because I enjoy the kind of difference and the thought process change and it's cool to kind of challenge yourself in different ways and different audiences and kind of do new stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You can have the, you can have the really young kids show like a mega slam or all stars. Uh, It's very, very very pantomime. Mm. He's playing half the show doing the bad guy. (laughs) Yeah. He's behind you and all that stuff as well. And you have stuff like wrestle Island where it's still like my four year old still loves it, but then my 15 year old loves it as well. Cause there's, Stuff for everyone. At the, at the last Wrestle Island show, Scott Oberman and Cameron Sala speak the crap out of each other. And Mate, they those two kill each other. With weapons. <laughs> yeah, but I, it could have been on an 18 plus show and nobody would have said, yeah. oh, that's not, that's not, t- that's not hardcore enough. It was, <laughs> they actually killed each other. And that picture Cameron sent out the day after of his back. It was like, oh, it's disgusting. But, but yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, um, I absolutely loved doing the Wrestle Island show last time, but I literally, on the flip side of that, did me and uh, Matt Brooks versus Big uh, Big Guns Joe and Jack Cave. Yes. And it's like we're in a match where they're doing like a Hulk up and the singer splash and yes. like all this sort of thing. And it's like, it is a little bit at that point, is kind of a little bit panto on the same show as you see these mega serious matches that are like utterly crazy. And it's yes. like Wrestle Island is kind of almost like a wrestling world unto itself. Because you kind of... Great show. It, I've never seen a show with such... Well, you see some shows, but like you don't see a show that tends to have as broad of a spectrum of like fans appreciate everything. Yeah, like <laughs> literally, that show is like it was mental. I was watching like all the matches and just being like, "There's everything." Like they've seen everything on this show. This is not, but like everybody's still kind of into it. 
Um, me, me and my girlfriend have been both nearly four, so we love everything. I've got a 15-year-old and then a four-year-old. We're into everything, yeah. Yeah, you had to, you handed my four-year-old a present last time. All oh, right. Today, I kind of <laughs> got mugged, if I'm honest with you, with those presents. I was kind of <laughs> like, I'm good out, I've handed all these presents out, and then, like, two minutes later, I'm surrounded, and I'm just like, yeah. oh, my God, I'm never going to get to the ring. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've never felt more nervous about handing out Christmas presents. <laughs> um, it was absolutely bonkers. Yeah. Was a, yeah, great show. That was, that, was, that was a great match you had against um, Jack Cave. I, I, well, he comes back soon. He's a really fun character. Um, yeah, unfortunately, I don't think he, he's pretty much stopped wrestling altogether now, apart oh. from Vice. Um, he's literally just working there now. Oh. So, uh, he's kind of winding it in. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, oh, unfortunately, a lot of my friends recently seem to have been kind of winding it in a little yeah. bit. I've got some people who are really going for it, and like for instance, Warren Banks, who's like everywhere at the moment, or like there's a new guy, um, David Grant, who kind of does a lot of shows that I do where he's still new and he's still up and coming, but he's going everywhere. And then I've got the other end of the spectrum where like Jack Cave has kind of wound it right, right down to just doing Sacrifice or mm-hmm. Mark Lezek, who's recently just retired from it altogether. Yeah. Oh. So I'm kind of seeing the two ends of the spectrum at the moment. It's <laughs> interesting. But yeah, I think, I don't know. Who knows? You never say never, do you? No. Like, it's the weird world of wrestling. Like, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll say he's winding it down, but. Who knows? Six months' time, he might have the bug for it again and be back. You can never tell. Yo, what's going on? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson here. Don't be a waste, man. Check out Broken But Glorious, the podcast. Cheers! Right, so I, I think I've come up with like a, a fun question to finish the interview on. So, <laughs> so as, as you said, you're, you're a big, big superhero fan. Yes. So, so I've said... So what if the Joker left Gotham and set his sights on Nottingham? He cha- the Joker challenges the murder. It's not that far away. <laughs> <laughs> yes, obviously. <laughs> so the Joker challenges the murder to a four and four Survivor Series match. The murder is the huge captain team Nottingham. So oh, I'm just trying to pull, pull some super super villains to top my head. So the Joker's team is Solomon Grundy, Bane. We'll do Red Hood for a bit of a high flyer. Um, which four wrestlers, well, which three wrestlers would you pick to join you on Team Nottingham? Oh, to good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> That's a crazy question. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to pick human, think... humanish super villains. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. He's a, he's I'm, just, I'm just trying to think energy. like who <laughs> could compete with like Solomon Grundy and Bane for strength. Um, like that's an insane like kind of level of uh, beef there. Um, someone, well, oh man, this is tough. Um, I think I'll start off. You probably need kind of a bit of a mix, don't you? I guess. Mm. But are we just? We're basically just going for. If I had to pick amongst, oh god. This is like the hardest question you've asked me. (laughs) (laughs) 
which is insane because it's the silly one. Um, <laughs> all right, I'm gonna go Warren Banks just because that guy, like, you take him into battle anywhere. Like, he's yeah. just he's a badass. Like, he's not like someone you mess with. So I'll go there. Um, we need like a big, strong heavyweight. Uh, and someone that, if I'm honest with you, I know that I can rely on because I've kind of teamed with him for years, and I'm going Rob Sharp there. Oh, yes. Because um, me and him go way back, so there's that trust factor there. And also, you need someone who's going to be like, I'm packing some big dudes here. I've got like Warren and Rob, I need like, because Solomon and uh, Bane are going to be tricky to kind of step over. Um, yeah. Then also you need someone quite clever because like Joker's not going to be easy to mess around with. So maybe someone a bit crafty. Um, maybe someone like a CJ Carter might make sense because mm. I mean he's got quite a good wit, like quite a good brain about him. So someone like that might be quite an interesting person to kind of add in there. And also I think he'd probably go blow for blow with the Joker on how crazy he is. So yeah, <laughs> I feel like I'm trying to, if I'm trying to match him up there a bit, mm. uh, maybe I'll go that way. And also he's a bit of a cruiser. So yeah, I think it balances it out a little bit, but yeah, yeah let's, good. let's go with Warren Banks, Rob Sharp and CJ Carter um, with uh, maybe Charles Crowley standing on the sidelines, cheering us on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just, Oh, he's, he's well, a yeah. interview, Charles Crowley. He, he's yeah, somebody that did, did, did 20 minutes of the interview in character and 20 minutes in the interview out of character. So. Yeah, <laughs> he's an interesting dude. But hey, yeah, um, yeah he's he fun stuff. Yeah, I'd love to have him on again. He was really, really fun stuff. <laughs> so. All right, so where, where can people see you in the near future? Uh, well, the easiest way to kind of figure out where I am like near future is uh, hit my social media uh, at Kyle of Kings everywhere. Um, so if they follow me on there, kind of upcoming for me, um, we've got RCWA at the start of April, um, along with I'll be back at UBW and Sacrifice Future Wrestling. Um, all that's sort of stuff to be honest with you um it's kind of my back end of march early end of april um and then after that i've got a little bit of a gap if i'm honest i kind of i have a few weeks where it's like future sacrifice uh ubw um rcwa i've taken a training session down at the ubw square one academy in like the first weeks of my of the easter holiday and then i kind of hit a couple of weekends of kind of dead patch where I haven't got anything. So um, that's kind of, I've got like a big clump at the uh, start or the back end of May, uh, um, back end of March earlier in April and then mid April. Find me when I find where I'll be kind of thing. (laughs) So you're wanting to fill them dates. So you just got to give your body a bit of a rest for a couple of weeks. I'm always happy to fill those dates. If I'm deadly honest, Um, there's one of the dates where I might keep it, uh, clear because otherwise my other half might kill me uh, <laughs> but yeah if I'm honest I'm always uh, always looking for new things new opportunities new shots um, or just anything to be honest I just love being in the ring so 
uh, yeah, basically just anywhere I can put my uh, gear on, lace up the boots, and step in a wrestling ring, I'm more than happy. Yeah, so I'll put, I'll put all the links to all your social media in the description below the interview. So I've really enjoyed speaking today. I'd love to have you on again in the future. Yeah, anytime, man. Just shoot me a message and we can uh, talk another time.